0: Popcorn is on me. Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I'm men man of the second, hanging out with Thomas Manning, and we're chatting about films that we feel fit into categories of best of 2022. And Thomas. Our categories are probably a little different than many people's categories. Is, is, would that be correct? Or maybe mine. Yours might be I actually exactly like you would want them to be and actually exactly like everybody else would expect them to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm playing it pretty simple. Just like <laughs> I want to make sure I highlight some of my films that were some of my favorites that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk to at other points this year. So those are some of the ones, like, after Yang is one I'm going to get to. But I think for you, you actually are definitely taking a different route. You have some categories that I don't think anybody else, any other film critic (laughs) across the entire country, across the entire world has. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're going to be handing out some special accolades today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you're right. I I will definitely be handing out some special accolades. We will see. Where we go with that? I, we won't get to all of them. I think you and I both did kind of a, a 22 for 22. But uh, as uh, award season is continuing uh, for the next month or so, we thought this would be a great time for us to spotlight some of our uh, favorites and most memorable of the year. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and dive in uh, first, Thomas, and then I'll, I'll tag in behind you. Yeah,
1: so I'll talk about uh, after Yang, which I mentioned briefly. And this is an A24 film starring Colin Farrell, and it's uh, written, directed, and edited by a filmmaker who goes by Koganata, and uh, it's based on a short story. Uh, but this filmmaker, Koganada he specializes in video essays, and he does a lot of work for the Criterion Collection. Um, so as a filmmaker like that, who has such a precise and analytical and critical perspective, on just the art form in general he brings a really unique approach to this feature film and he's able to hone in on certain details and he understands the power of subtlety and he just has this really acute awareness of you know sensitivity in individual moments and uh it that uh, that was really perfect uh for approaching the tone of this film that's um very very moody very Melancholy, but it's also hopeful and um, optimistic. Ultimately, and uh, there's there's a certain film that you and I share an appreciation for, and that's the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, the the Ben Stiller film. And watching this, I was uh, I was struck that as you can watch these two as a companion piece. um wow. Yeah, the, yeah. So the, you know, the central thesis for Secret Life of Walter Mitty is. Beautiful moments don't ask for attention. That's a quote from Sean Penn's character. Uh, and after Yang, you know, it kind of builds on that thematically in a really fascinating way. And so if, I don't know if you've gotten around to watching it yet, but I would highly recommend it. So you can kind of see what I'm talking about there.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause that, that is one that I did not get a chance to check out uh, during 2022, but uh, I, I've heard you talk about it and hearing you talk about it in this context, especially as it relates to a possible nice double feature with uh, Walter Mitty, I, I think I'm going to dive into it. I think I'm going to actually dive into both of them as a double feature. So, so thanks for that recommendation, uh, an A24 film. And you and I, we, we really do enjoy A24 films. And, and the next one I'm going to talk about, first one I'm going to talk about, I, I want to make sure I get to this. Uh, this is honestly uh, my favorite of the year uh, across the board. And so, um, My award for this was for the best dang stinking awesome flick of the year to feature hot dog fingers. Let me say it again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The best dang stinking awesome flick of the year to feature hot dog fingers. Not many of them have, but the the movie is everything, everywhere, all at once. I got it all right. Uh, Normally, I get that title mixed up with about a million others. But uh, the film was released back in March, and it has stayed with me all season long uh all year long actually thomas and uh it's a it's a film that's getting a lot of really amazing uh, awards buzz and i think it surprised a lot of people how this film has resonated and continued to speak to people well beyond something that was released in March. Uh, Michelle Yeoh in this, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, James Hung, uh, and and quite a few others. Uh, it's a, an amazing ensemble film that uh, you know, we, we saw the Doctor Strange multiverse, uh, a madness film, but this one was a much better uh, multiverse type film for me personally. And uh, I loved so many different aspects of it. It, it received multiple uh, nominations for the North Carolina Film Critics Association. I think 17 nominations and ultimately ended up winning nine awards, which was a record uh, for the North Carolina Film Critics uh, and and one that's well worth checking out. It's a different kind of film, but it's a film that does speak to your heart and speaks to your mind uh, as well. And and, uh, even from a spiritual standpoint, uh, it can help you think about some things from faith. I uh, really, really love this movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Yeah, uh, did you mention uh, Kehi Kwan there as well? Who, uh, he's really cleaning up in the Best Supporting Actor categories across the awards. And, of course, we we remember him as Short Round from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And here he is uh, back, back in the forefront. And uh, I just couldn't be happier for him.
0: It's such a wonderful film, and if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, it is going to continue to be talked about over the next uh, next little bit as award season continues. All right, Thomas, what else is on your list for, uh, for films to remember or film moments to remember from 2022?
1: Yeah, so I want to talk about the film decision to leave uh, from the uh, Korean director Park Chan-wook. And if you have a dark and twisted sense of humor like me, you could technically consider this a rom-com. It's (laughs) it's not your traditional, you know, like, you know, Julia Roberts, Richard Gere rom-com, but it's on the surface, it's a police procedural, but it's ultimately a love story about two people who have some very serious toxic traits, and then they got some major work-life balance issues and uh, then there's this mysterious gravity that keeps bringing them back together. And it's almost like they complete each other, but at the same time, their presence in each other's lives also causes even more problems and even more volatility. So it's a really terrible cycle for them, but for us, for the viewer, it's fantastic entertainment and, uh, And I don't know if you've gotten a chance to check this out, but it is, uh, it's a beautiful film from, you know, a technical perspective, cinematography, the editing, Uh, there's some really incredible close-ups just capturing um, the wave of emotions on, uh, that these characters are going through, and uh, it's a beautiful score as well. Uh, But I'd highly recommend for anybody out there who hasn't seen Decision to Leave or hasn't checked out certain aspects of it or you know maybe hasn't downloaded the score on spotify do that listen to it watch it and it is uh it's going to if you once again if you have a dark and twisted sense of humor like me uh (laughs) this this just might be your favorite rom-com
0: of 2022 (laughs) it is a foreign language film international language film as well correct that is correct
1: yes it is uh from uh,
0: south korea uh, yeah, I, um, I I will have to say that's yet another one that I haven't seen. It's one of these uh, award season. We talk about this every year. It's, it's triage, and you can't get to everything. But that is one again. You've been saying, "Dad, Dad, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it." And so I will. <laughs> I will. I just haven't been able to yet. But there is an international film, Thomas, and this t- is on my list uh, as the most original international film uh of the year that includes a song and dance number uh the movie is triple r and the song and dance number seemed to kind of come out of nowhere uh this uh, is a um uh, indian language film and uh, it is a a pure experience to engage in this film and i remember hearing about it and hearing about how much money it was making and what it was doing uh, overseas and uh, it's one of these films you gotta see so when as soon as I had a chance to check it out, I said, "I've got to see what this is all about." Honestly, from the, from the open, uh, I, I never kind of looked back uh, as I started watching this. It's a, it's a story uh, that that has so many different layers to it. Uh, it's a pretty long film uh, as well, and it's a beautifully shot. Uh, 182 minutes uh, is the the, the runtime of this. Uh, it's um, beautifully shot. The uh, the costume design. The, the technical aspects of this, you know, everything you would think of, even this, the CG, everything is incredibly spectacular. The casting is solid. Uh, it, it's a, a film that looks at war. Uh, it looks at, war, uh, it looks at uh, loyalty. It looks at friendships. Uh, and it, it, it asks questions um, about when do you know what is right compared to when, is, you know, when should you be right and when should you be loyal? Uh, and so uh, I, I love this film uh, Triple R uh, is the name of this and uh, if you haven't seen it uh, where can people find this movie Thomas?
1: Uh, it's actually available right now on Netflix and uh, it's it's dubbed in English but you can also watch it in uh, Hindi as well and some places you can watch in the original language which is uh, Telugu, I believe
0: yeah, yeah it, it's a, a phenomenal film and I know that you appreciated this as well and this is one of those uh, I had to kind of talk you into to catching up on right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So actually, I heard about it way back in March when it first came out, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. I just, because it's a three hour commitment, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I finally got around to it in November, and I think you watched it sometime this summer, maybe. And, uh, you know, as soon as I watched it, I was like, okay, this is the film or one of the ma- main films that's going to be championing this award season. And, uh, you know, North Carolina film critics definitely gave it some love, and I'm very pleased with that.
0: Yeah, and it's a film, interestingly enough, it's not being um, pushed from, uh, from India as an international film like for the Academy. And I'm like, why would you not do that? Uh, they're, they're really hoping that people will recognize it as uh, best film, period. Which uh, North Carolina film critics uh, and other film critic organizations have have done that from a nomination standpoint is show, showing up in multiple categories uh, as I believe it it should. It's worthy of that. This is one of the best uh, of the year for sure. Uh, well, you are watching Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Nolte Manning the Second with Thomas Manning, and we are talking about some of our memories from 2022. We're going to take a quick intermission. Uh, we will be back and see what uh, what Thomas has in store. Uh, For his next uh, best of memory, film memory from 2022. Because we ask him uh, just memories all together, you know Taylor Swift's going to show up in there somewhere. So uh, hang around. We'll be right back after this quick break. is our most powerful tool to improve and change our world. Hi, I'm Rhonda Benfield, your host for School Matters. Join me for a new program every other week with information from and about the students and staff of Cleveland County Schools. Discover what our schools are doing to challenge students and help them reach their full potential. You can catch us on Spectrum Cable Channel 19 or stream us live on c19.tv. Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies, or welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies, if you joined us for the first half of the show. I'm uh, Nolte Manning II with Thomas Manning. We're talking about some of our favorite the movie memories of uh, 2022. Uh, to look back as we're thinking about award season season, these show up on our list for Meet Me at the Movies. So, Thomas, uh, I wrapped up the uh, first half of the show, so... Come on back with me and tell me uh, something else that shows up on your 2022 list.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just going to take in the completely normal voice here. I, I think, I think t- two of us speaking in different voices would just be too much for everything to handle. So, But I'm going to be talking about the film God's Country uh, and the directorial debut from Julian Higgins starring Tandy Way Newton. And uh, I got to interview Julian Higgins about this film a few months ago. It was a really fantastic conversation. Uh, but he actually directed a short film in 2015 that was adapted from the same short story, a uh, short story by James Lee Burke. And, but he came back to this narrative and, uh, you know, recontextualized it into a feature film. And uh, from, from the opening eight minutes of this film, the first eight minutes, there's... No word of dialogue. It's just pure visual storytelling. It's just no, you know, the atmospheric score, the ambient sound design, and so all of that gives you so much what you need to know about this central character, uh, Way Newton's protagonist, and also just the circumstances that are going to lead into the central conflict. Um, and it's, it's this film was shot in Montana, and uh, I have not been to Montana myself, but this has inspired me to put that on my travel destinations. Uh, it's somewhere that looks very cold, very beautiful. Up? And, uh, you know, I think in a, in a sense, um, the Coen brothers film Fargo, the way that made the snow and the weather almost a character in the story. I think you can make a comparison here with the way um, just these harsh winter conditions are a character in this story in God's country. Um, the cinematography, like I mentioned, it's uh, shot by Andrew Wheeler, who was also the cinematographer on Julian Higgins' short film back in 2015. Um, so, just you know, across the board, this is a group of people who are um, you know familiar with each other, working on this project, um, who are pretty much at the top of their game. And um, I'm glad I'm getting to talk about this now because one I've been wanting to talk about for a while, um, you know, Newton's performance. It's very understated, but you can see that this character is carrying around just these very heavy burdens of grief and loneliness. And there's this deep sorrow and this anguish that she's just kind of carrying on her shoulders. Um, and, you know, for anybody out there who hasn't seen God's Country, it's, it's a heavy one, but it's definitely worth your time. And uh, I'm glad I got a chance to talk about it a little bit here.
0: Well, you got you got a chance to see this. How far back? I mean, what was the the, the timing of this? Uh, it was
1: actually uh, sometime in August. Uh, okay, maybe late August. I saw it.
0: Yeah, I was thinking it was uh, was in the summer time period that you got a chance to check this out. Uh, it's interesting that the films we're talking about uh, today, for the most part, um, so far, are, are not necessarily ones that were released right here during award season, which is what uh, distributors try to do, studios try to put these things fresh in your mind, Uh, but you and I like to go back, and and, and actually uh, I am going to talk about uh, another one uh, on my list, unless there's anything else you want to make sure you add, Thomas.
1: Uh, No, I think I pretty much covered it. Well, Julian Higgins is from New Hampshire, and uh, it was pretty cool. I actually got to go on a trip to New Hampshire a few months ago, and uh, I I found out that I just missed him. He had been at the New Hampshire Film Festival, and I ended up going to the New Hampshire Film Festival like a day later, a day after he'd been there. So, uh, just missed him, but uh, he he won an award for like best you know best New Hampshire um, filmmaker. So yeah. that was uh, that was pretty cool.
0: Awesome, that's awesome. Uh, well, for me, I'm going uh, to a film that did not get a, a theatrical release, uh, but it should have. Uh, this film was released uh, back in uh, in July uh, initially at the San Diego Comic Con, and then. Uh, in the U.S. through Hulu and uh, and a few other uh, outlets as well, international through Disney Plus and uh, Stars Plus in Latin America. It's a prequel, but for me, this gets uh, the best uh, and most original coming-of-age story. The movie is Prey. Uh, it is a prequel to the Predator franchise, and uh, it is uh, truly amazing to me, Thomas, to, to watch this film uh, this film would have been, uh, it, it did have dialogue, and you could watch it in, in so multiple uh, versions of dialogue as well. We've talked about this with some other films, but I, I did watch this in the English version, and uh, it's a story of when the Predators basically, if, if you're familiar with the Predator franchise, they're hunters. Uh, they, they come to try to look for the the greatest game that they can hunt that gives them the the greatest Thrill and the biggest challenge, and so uh, this uh, takes place in the Great Plains in um, you know, early 1700s, 1700, 1719, I think is the time period uh, for this. And uh, we've got a, a you know a young talent who uh, is, is truly amazing. She was nominated for uh, for breakthrough, uh, Amber uh, MidThunder. Uh, I think I've got that name right, Thomas. She was nominated for best. Um, best newcomer uh, award for the North Carolina Film Critics Station. The movie is called Prey, and uh, it, it's amazing to see this concept of this film with these technologically advanced beings coming to this into this primitive world. And uh, I, I was blown away by talking about the landscapes. We're talking about the landscapes in, in, um, in God's Country, landscapes here were, were beautiful as well. Uh, you know the. Uh, special effects, of course, you would expect that to to be done well, but it wasn't overkill in this film. And we got to see so many things from the perspectives of uh, of the natives and uh, the indigenous uh, people, and I loved that. I really, really loved that. And there's a a young girl who wants to be acknowledged uh, for being uh, being a great hunter, and that is typically not the case. Uh, in, in this particular society you don't typically see women having that opportunity but she wants to prove herself and uh, and she does and she was amazing uh, in this as this film was it's a film that i i would i would go back and watch this multiple times there are other predators films not so much so but this one i think is one of the best
1: yeah and there were a lot of great action movies in 2022 of course you've got the you know high octane films like Top Gun Maverick and Triple R, but you also have these more small-scale action films uh, that are just as impressive in their own right. And I think Prey definitely fits in that category. And, uh, yeah, I think Prey is a top three, top five action movie of 2022 and one of my favorite movies, period of the year.
0: Absolutely. I I think we've got time for a couple more um, just between us. So if you would, Thomas, uh, give us one more you want to make sure you get covered.
1: Uh, so I'll briefly touch on a film that well if you can see my sweatshirt here uh, you might see who I'm going to talk about uh, that is uh, <laughs> The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent uh, starring Nicolas Cage and it is it's this film is really a vehicle to celebrate his entire career and uh, he's playing himself um, he's he's down and out he's buried in debt but he has to take an unconventional gig to kind of pay off some debts and uh, he goes off to an island off the coast of Spain uh, to meet with a super fan uh, played by Pedro Pascal. But then of course you find out there's a little something else under the surface there going on and you have Nicolas Cage know, house, gets called up know? in a conflict between the CIA and uh, this kind of a, a uh, criminal empire off the coast of Spain. It's, it's just um, it's just a ride. It's just a great fun time. Uh, Pedro Pascal It might be uh, my favorite performance that I've seen from Pedro Pascal and, um, uh, it's, it's a really great story about friendship and, um, uh, it's a really great bromance movie, I would say. And, um, uh, it's, it's one that I've, I've come back to, I think I've saw it four times in, um, 22 and, uh, it's one I'm going to revisit many times for many years to come. So, um, unbearable weight, a massive talent. It was one of my most anticipated, um, uh, for a long time and, you know, it did not disappoint.
0: And you've, uh, the past two years, we really loved uh, talking about Nick Cage, Pig, uh, and his performance in that uh, the year prior, and and now Unbearable Weight of of Massive Talent. Uh, I I continue to love that Cage uh, says to us, I'm a movie star. I'm an actor. Uh, Not everything I have to do has to be about uh, the Oscars and awards season. Uh, And if I get acknowledged, cool, but but I don't have to. at the beginning uh in, in the next month or so we're going to be seeing uh, nicholas cage in a western uh, as well so he just continues to act and says give me a paycheck i'll show up it's a job it's a job and i love that i absolutely love that about him it doesn't have to be about art uh, it can also be about entertainment and, and what entertains him and so that's one of the things i love about nicholas cage and in that film in particular you, you definitely see him having some fun uh making fun of himself Uh, as well. All right. Well, I'm going to give you uh, one on my list, Thomas. Uh, This movie received the honor for the best use of L.A. in the title uh, and also in the atmospheric backdrop since La La Land. Once again, uh, the best use of L.A. in the title and use of L.A. as the atmospheric backdrop since La La Land. The movie is Ambulance. Talk about action, Thomas. Uh, This movie is high-octane. It is a a Michael Bay film, and there are even some uh, uh, internal uh, uh, making fun of Michael Bay films as well within this. Uh, He produced it uh, and starred. uh, It's it's based on a French film, uh, Thomas, or either a French French source material, uh, if I'm correct. And if I'm not, uh, please let me know. But I got some great talent in this. Uh, James Gyllenhaal, um, who else James, is in this one?
1: Did you say James Gyllenhaal? No, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Jake
0: Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I did say James. I, I was looking at James Vanderbilt, who was one of the producers, but Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> who else is in this, Thomas?
1: Uh, also, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who uh, we know from, he's been a ton of great stuff over the years, from Aquaman to uh, The Watchmen on HBO uh, he was in Candyman, and uh, one of our one of our brightest, uh, you know, up and coming actors, and uh, he's he's just incredible in this as he always is. It's
0: it's a wonderful film, and I just got a text, and it was based on a Danish film of the same name, not a French film. I just I just got that. I appreciate that from one of our loyal viewers uh, and listeners. But uh, th- this is a film that Thomas, if you want high octane action. Uh, you get this across the board, uh, almost the entire runtime uh, in this, and uh, 136 minutes, so it's, a, it's another long film, but it doesn't feel long. Uh, you and I watched a film, uh, you know, that was was only about an hour and a half, uh, a movie called Clean, which I, I don't want to spend a whole ta- lot of time talking about, but the, the premise of that looked like it was going to become kind of this action-packed film, and it felt like it was 12 hours long this movie did not it was just fast paced fast paced fast paced and um, like many michael bay films and this one really did work for me and i love the the use of la uh and and how that played a role within within the film I love this film uh, I, it's one i'll go back to your your mom also really appreciated uh this as well just high octane action i don't have to get into a, a lot of the storyline but uh it's it's Many, many part of the, a big part of the film takes place within a hostage situation in the back of an ambulance while a road chase is going on. Uh, I don't have to get into the heist aspects of it. Uh, if you like heat, uh, I think you might appreciate this movie as well. What else do you want to make sure you mention, Thomas? Because I know you really liked the ambulance.
1: So you mentioned the first 20 minutes are basically like a slice from heat, Michael Mann's heat. And then from there, it's just a two hour car chase and uh i want to mention isaac gonzalez of course who uh, i think you might recognize from baby driver from uh godzilla versus kong and um she along with yaya abdul mateen's character both of them are the emotional cores of this film um, they have a very unique relationship a unique dependency on each other in the film and uh, that makes for a really interesting lens you know through which to view this this wild crazy action going on um and, uh, yeah, I watched this back when it was in theaters in April, uh, but I'm really glad we got the got the whole family together. It was like New Year's Eve to watch it. And, uh, you know, nothing brings families together like Michael Bay.
0: Thomas, I'd love for you to give us a uh, movie quote of the week, and there was one you pulled out from the Walter Mitty. I'd love for you to share that as our uh, final movie quote of the week, if you would.
1: Yeah, yeah, so beautiful moments, don't ask for attention.
0: Well, uh, thank you all for joining us, uh, spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, And until next time, for Thomas Manning and for the entire cast and crew, we do wish you all a Happy New Year. uh, And we're looking forward to what's ahead uh, for films in 2023. Until next time, that's a wrap.